This is the Otaku in Review podcast. I'm Scott Spaziani from Otaku in Review. I am Shannon, aka Perfect Serenade on Twitter. And I am Michael Camacho of g-nitro.com. This is episode 198, recorded on May 26, 2020. Worse than Bible Black? Shannon. Yeah. This is good. This is this is. I, I feel I feel really good about what's happening now. It's like it's like a it's call it a fresh face. Uh, I think there's a good energy right here. Uh, I really feel like a negative element is no longer invading invading this creation that we're doing. What do you think? I think so too. It's not just Mike talking about what Mike usually talks about. <laughs> Don't say his name. Don't say his name. That's twice. If you say it one more time, it uh, it, it brings him forth. Yeah, we don't want. We don't want. Uh, we don't want that to happen. Uh, so how you doing? Everything okay? Yeah, everything's good. Everything's you know, it's hunky dory. How it is? You know, living in your house, not doing anything. I uh, I don't know. It's, I my life isn't terribly different. Uh, but again, we're we're quickly coming towards summer when plans were actually... I can't believe he's being quiet this long. We're quickly running towards summer when plans would actually be happening and events would be occurring. And uh, I, I think that's really what I'm going to start feeling, uh, feeling this the, the crushing despair that is uh, that is Rona times. Yeah, we, uh, we've had quite a few things planned this summer. And, you know, our big one was our two-week trip to Germany that we had to cancel. Oh, so, that's too bad. Uh, that was a that was a freaking bummer. But then, there's going to be a significantly smaller amount of castles in your summer. That's that's just a, that's devastating. Yeah, that sucks. And then Mike and I had a lot of K-pop concerts. Can't keep him out of this conversation. Shannon, should we should we bring on our guest today? Should we bring on our guest today? Yes, I love. Let's welcome, uh, welcome to the podcast, first time, uh, first time guest, Mr. First Michael Camacho, <laughs> G G Nitro. Is that is that am I pronouncing that correctly? The no, it's just G Nitro. So G Nitro. No, it's not like <laughs> we're not going to start a Jeff Giff argument here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a it's not a G Nitro. I am a first time, oh. long time caller. <laughs> that's uh, that's that's impressive because this is not a call in show. <laughs> so what's going on? Mike, you devastated all those K-pop things. Are not going to happen? Uh, you could just go to South Korea. They beat the road so, in there. No, they didn't. Um, <laughs> it's starting to surge again. Anyway, um, took one person at a nightclub to surge. 2,000 people contact tracing was. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so I'm disappointed the K-pop isn't happening. But when things started getting shut down the morning of, I was like, yo, I'm not going to this concert tonight because I had one the night of before DC shut down that day. And I was like, I'm just going to eat this money. And then they're like, hey, concert's canceled. We're shutting down everything. Here's your refund. And I'm like, wow, that worked out because I wasn't going to go. And then everything just kind of like was a domino effect. Shannon had already bailed on me for the concert. So Yeah, I did. So I guess I that's one benefit why, is you actually do get that money back. What did you say, Shannon? I said I remember bailing on you, but I don't Chuck remember Moe. why. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it is, we're still in quarantine. I mean, this is going to be like a historical archive, right? We are. What, I'm still going to work every day, watching everybody else stay home and get paid for it? Yeah. 
Well, that's. Um, I mean, I'm we're not just sitting at home on the couch getting paid for. I'm putting in. I'm putting in a putting in a solid two, three, and three hours of hard work. But to be fair, that's as are much hard work as I would though? be putting. As much hard work as I would be putting in at the office. But are you so, on camera? Uh, no. Exactly. So you could be having beers while you're doing work. I'm, I'm at actually, work not having beer. I'm actually way, way more busier than usual um, right now. I'm, I'm, I'm working like between ten to twelve hour days, which is fine, you know, because I enjoy what I do. It's, it's definitely they're getting a lot more work out of us. I will say that. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I felt that crunch too because I, you know, I, I work in healthcare, uh, so oh yeah. The first the first couple couple months, yeah. the first two months were really like people ramping up their their stuff, but it's 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 grooving back into kind of like normal normal pace now, and hopefully it'll uh, it'll peter out. But things uh, are moving like, to normal pace for me now after last Monday. Thank God. Oh, you're go dressed. ahead, Mike. We were we were we were we were all very tense after after your confidence level seemed uh, about so, to, about my confidence level in the federal government. Yeah, so I passed my security plus um, <clears throat> the weekend, the Saturday and Sunday before I started studying. Sunday at eight a.m. in the morning, I found a website that had practice tests and simulations that I would that I found for fifty dollars, and all of a sudden I was like. Next thing I know, it's five in the in the evening, and I'm like, "What the hell?" But I really got into what they were presenting, really learned it. I felt really confident. Went in that morning, I finished that test, and I was like, "Let's see how bad I failed." And they're recording you, and I was like in the camera, like, "Let's see how bad I failed." And <laughs> next thing I know, they go, "Oh, hold on, before you find out your test score, you have to take a survey. Tell us what you thought about the test." I'm like, "Oh, you bastards!" And now I'm like. Oh, I just want to get this over with and see how that's bad a, that's it a, is. So, so obviously you just like, the test was great. Fun times. <laughs> a++ is a nope. different certification, but that's not this one. Like, most of it was just leading up to the normal, oh, how old are you, who are you, blah, 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 all that stuff. So I was like, well, okay, finally, so my name is G Nitro. I am 52 years old. It gets to the screen where it's like, you passed with a 790 and you needed a 750. And I'm just like, I go, Woo! what? I felt like that Drew Scanlon gif where he's like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? I passed? Holy shit. And then after it was like, close browser to end the test. And I hit close browser and it froze. And I was like, don't you <gasps> fucking dare. And I sat there for 15 minutes because it wouldn't close. And I finally had to just say, all right, end program. But it had recorded it, thankfully. Because I was about to be That's, pissed. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty, that'd be pretty bad piece of software if it just... Oh, crashed out and lost your, you lost your test results. I was not happy, so, but past it, it's over. Good, good. And it's funny, like, I took that site I found with all the practice questions and simulations, and I passed it along to all my coworkers who either have already failed once or haven't taken it yet. And a lot of them have come back. All but one have told me, holy shit, this has helped a lot. Yeah, their security like tests that. are no joke. Like, it's freaking crazy how difficult it is and how stupid they were questions on the thing. Um, and that's what the thing I found helped with, was learning how to properly understand how convoluted the questions are and what you should be looking for. Well, a lot of things that I've noticed with, like, especially if you're a federal government contractor, yeah. you take these tests, a lot of the questions will kind of, like, repeat themselves, but they'll be worded differently. That's just yeah, my this experience. One's, this one's not... 
like that because this is for just general security for IT. Gotcha. But they'll be like, here's a scenario, and you have to look for keywords to understand which of the which of the answers is the best one because they'll have two that are kind of throwaway, and then two that it's like, well, shit, either of these could work, and you have to pick the best. So you have to go back to the question and reread it and figure out what that keyword is to choose the right one. You really Ugh. have to analyze every question on that thing. No, thanks. And there's people in my work where I'm like, y'all can't even analyze something y'all been doing for over a decade. Y'all ain't passing shit. I hate saying that. But Scott is like, I have no idea what I'm either of you are talking actually about. actually mad at Scott right now because I just ordered the microphone he's playing around with, and Which I have one? to wait because it hasn't shipped yet. Which one? This one? Yeah, the Hyper HyperX. It's nice, isn't it? I just it's ordered nice. it because I wanted a new microphone because I heard it's really it's the best for streaming. Wow. It's uh, it's like people saying it's pretty much on par with the the Yeti. Uh, the I hear it's better version. than the Yetis. Everybody says it's better than any of the Yetis or the Razor. Wow! Did you uh, all yeah, think I mean, you're so special? They all think you're so special. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I I think it was on it was like cheaper than the Yeti when I bought it too. But uh, no, yeah, I paid full price. It comes. It also comes with the ar- the the mount to put it on the uh, to the arm. This is too meta. For the podcast, podcasters talking about microphones is, was pretty much tired by 2007. <laughs> so, anyway, Shannon, yes. you have a milestone that you want to talk about. I do have a about. milestone. Holy crap! So my you deleted webcomic. your TikTok. <laughs> okay, so first and foremost, my webcomic Lucifer Zays has hit over 900 subscribers. I think I'm at like 920 something right now. Um, between Tapas and Webtoons. Con- oh. Congratulations. <laughs> That's amazing. I don't want to read any of my bullshit. But anyway, so I'm really excited about that. That's like a huge milestone for me. And like my husband knows that, you know, he he doesn't like anime. He has no idea what it is. But he knows that I do a BL webcomic. Boys love webcomic. So when he tells people what I do as far as like, you know, the webcomics and they ask about it, he tries to explain it the best way he possibly can. And I just, you know, I make sure to tell him that it's, not yaoi. <laughs> it's because I, I, anyway, I won't get into that one. Just but be like, it's, it's dude romance. Like. It is. It really is. I mean, it's just like, you know, it's like a random story and it's just. Two I would dudes. be hard pressed to tell you the difference between yaoi and boys, though, so I don't. don't. Yaoi is very explicit. <laughs> Um, no, I, but I'm just saying, I, 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 you know, I appreciate look, your husband trying. One is you know? boys' no, love, no, the I other is it. boys' sex, okay? Well, well, okay, so I, I will get into yaoi-ish themes later when we talk about something else. But anyway, yeah, so another milestone was that I I deleted my TikTok. <laughs> but actually, just right before this podcast, I reinstated it because I was giving me a hard time. So I was bullied. I was bullied off of TikTok by 13-year-olds. I was just How, how were you bullied off of TikTok? <laughs> I was tired of them calling me cringe. <laughs> Well, maybe you should stop. Fandom is cringe. I maybe you should stop being so cringe. I am, you know, but that's well, hold on. My Anime fandom as a whole is very cringe in everything we do. I got. I don't know. Like I was just, and it's not even. It wasn't even with the the videos that have gone like quote unquote viral or whatever. Um, it was like the smaller videos that I did that didn't get like as many views. It's just people being really mean, and, and overall, that whole that whole platform. TikTok. There's just so much meanness and it's racist and it's just it's it's toxic. 
Like have TikTok you ever now? Have you ever been on every any other social media? Well, platform? no, I because get I got that. some. I got some upsetting news yeah, for you. No, I get that. She's deleted Instagram. She's deleted Twitter uh, well, at least twice. Okay, so since I've known her, maybe three times. Facebook, Facebook, I deleted because of the toxicity. Instagram, I deleted because the algorithm just doesn't work anymore. It's so convoluted at this point. Like instead of so, my biggest thing with Instagram was I want to see original art content from artists and I want to see their accounts. But instead I was seeing, you know, these, um, you know, these accounts that had like, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers that basically steal fan art, post them up and say credit to artist. You know, that's, that's basically all I was seeing. When I look at Instagram, I only see the accounts I follow. Well, I get that. But like when I'm searching and stuff, just the algorithm just doesn't, it doesn't work anymore. If they, they just, Fuck with it so much, it just doesn't work anymore, and I was kind of tired well, of updating it. And Twitter I Twitter really... did that for a while. That was annoying. Where they were like, "We're going to tell you what you should see," and I was like, right. "No, please move it back to latest tweets." Thank God they added that back in. Right. So the only one that I really care about is Twitter because I feel like I can I can cater to my interests on Twitter and talk to the people that I want to talk on Twitter and see the content that I want to see on Twitter. But like. All the other social media platforms I could care less about, even on TikTok. You know what I mean? TikTok is really about, you know, figuring out an algorithm for you. But it was still kind of feeding me bullshit that was just so, so fucking toxic. The more you use TikTok and as somebody who's started liking a lot of things, it's gotten really, really good about I showing oh, me absolutely. what I want to see. One thing I like because one thing – not to piss off any Trumpers out there, but I really don't fucking care. Um, anytime they would pop up, I would be like, show me less of this. And all of a sudden, it stopped showing up. And all I see now is shit that deals with anime and K-pop and dogs. Right. But you also have to rely on people tagging their content correctly. I yeah. see that abused so much. So I guess much. I don't see it much, and I just flip past it. If I see something, I'm like, eh, next well, it's just, I guess one example that really kind of pissed me off, and this is going to make me sound super fucking bougie, but I was scrolling through TikTok and there was this girl who was really excited about getting her Gucci belt. Like she wanted a Gucci yeah. belt and the Gucci belts are like four to $500. And she, you know, she got her belt, she showed it off and stuff and she was really excited about it. And in the comments, people were like, wow, you live in such a trash house, but you bought a Gucci belt or you know, you, you've got Gucci belt with your Walmart jeans. And I was just like, the girl is excited about getting her fucking Gucci belt. Yeah. I have a fucking Gucci belt and I wear them with Walmart jeans with my Gucci shoes. Like people are just so fucking mean on that platform. Like they, you can't have anything to well, enjoy. Just, I mean, they're just kids who are jealous. I get it. Oh no, I totally people. get yeah, it. Like it's... that's my issue. Like I haven't had any issues with older people leaving content like our comments that are mean it's the younger kids but i will have to say that i get more positive comments than i do negative ones but it's the negative ones that really get to me and yeah, i do I I, that's, I let that that's stuff probably get a me. universal the, the the thing that drives me nuts about the social media and like what it what they you know what rises to the top is like it's all the stuff that drives, uh, you know, they, they only care about what drives engagement, which helps them. They don't care about benefiting the user. Right. And they know that the, they know that the negative comments are going to drive more. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So so those float to the top when, when there's one negative comment in, in, that has a lot of replies and in a thread of positive comments. The one thing yeah, I've done that, with It should be buried. I've always kept a link to Facebook that lets me only see the latest and not what they want me to see. There's a way to do it, and I've kept that always as the bookmark. So I go there first, and I see the latest, and as soon as I sit something I've seen before, I'm like, all right, I'm done, because I don't want to see your other bullshit. Yeah, I deleted it. Because they always try to post the stupid political BS on there, even though they claim they're cleaning it up. Mm -hmm. Like, they post more fiction than facts, no matter what they say. Well, point B, I'm back on TikTok. We'll see how long this lasts. I, I, I hope it lasts a long been. time because your TikToks are uh, gems and they Thank should be you. celebrated. I appreciate it. I tried. They are. I couldn't work. And she's been cringe since she was in high school. I, I know. I know. There's like my most famous when TikToks. When you were my roommate, <laughs> you took one of my body pillows to sleep with. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> the character and I had some big boobies. <laughs> See? And everybody thinks I slept with them. I'm like, no, my roommate did, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They were always set up on my couch, and Shannon can vouch for that. And she was like, so, I want this one, and took it. <laughs> she just walked away with it. I was like, okay. Uh, I can't have one now, because I think my husband kicked me out of bed. <laughs> but, hey, I've never watched it. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm gross. Oh, no, <laughs> anyway, Scott. Scott. That crossed an What's upsetting going, line. Scott, what is going on oh. with you? Hold what, on. What speaking, do you have to- hold on. Speaking of cleaning. I spent the last week cleaning shit ton of vinyl. Um, Why? Uh, so a lot of the ones I've inherited or found at thrift stores always had a lot of crackle or would skip. Mm-hmm. And so I bought this thing called Groove Washer that basically you spray around the vinyl and then you take a, this uh, brush and you clean it up. And it's worked really well, especially as I've gotten in some older Japanese vinyls and, and Korean vinyls. I've been cleaning them up. And a lot of the pops go away. Some of them still have it just because they're so old. And, but I like the fact that it gets rid of a lot of the dirt and the smudge because I cleaned out the brush the other day and the water turned black in. <laughs> so Ew. that was only after two days of using it. Jeez, see, that's that's a bunch of dirt you're bringing into your home that you don't need to. I ain't worried about it. Have you seen Obviously. the dust in my house? Well, I was going to say, yeah. Well, you, you, you haven't seen Don't answer that, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I've seen the dust in the house. I've been cleaning it. Damn it. I bought dust things. There's one right there. Of orange dust. What's the point of dusting? It just gets, it just comes back. It does, especially when you have dogs. But I've been and really cats. good about it. I hate to say it because he's almost 15, but my older one is the biggest dust because he does dander more than the uh, wiry hair. Oh, The younger one. Poor puppies. So when he uh, eventually... Sends me into a crying fit. <laughs> um, it's a tragedy. Dust will calm down it. a little. I, dude, I'm gonna be a mess. I've had him since 2006. I'm gonna be a mess. Yeah, yeah, you will be. No, I definitely, definitely feel the same way after I got cats. Uh, cat here alone is is an entirely different problem than just. I'm getting a cat. Uh, neglecting, neglecting Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! Wait, what? What? You're adopting yeah. a cat? Sometime this year. I'm spending this summer getting everything cleaned up, and I plan on cutting out a cat door for my laundry room door (gasps) because I want to keep my younger dog away from the litter box. I don't know if she'll eat it, but she likes anything that's edible. Sprinkled flavor treats. Well, more more to that than anything that's not edible. So 
Well, she doesn't really eat things that aren't edible, so I just know that I'm like, she doesn't eat dog poop, but I know the whole litter box thing is a little different. Yeah, so, my dog so eats my dog eats my cat food. She's about 40 pounds, so I can get a small door for a cat cut into the laundry room door without worrying about her. Plus, the laundry room is about the only place I want to put a litter box. I was like, I don't want it anywhere else in the house. Well, but I, I, there's one cat in my area that's a male cat that is good with dogs that I keep looking at. And I'm like, I can't. My house isn't ready yet. I can't jump the gun. Scott, how many cats do you have? Congratulations, Blake. That's, that sounds very exciting. Eventually, have- yeah. But I also don't know if I should wait till the older dog passes. Um, because I don't know if I want to put an animal into a situation where they're going to lose a member of the household pretty quickly. He's wow, I totally to just ignored what I asked. Seems. I missed what you asked. So. I said, Scott, how many cats do you have? I have, I have two cats. Oh, okay. they, they, they really belong to my girlfriend. Gotcha. But, Y'all live together, so they belong to both of you. I know, but this is what I said. Well, everything belongs to her. What's hers Ooh. is hers, and what's yours is hers. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> my, I taught my husband that day one. <laughs> it's mine and what's mine is mine, and what's his is mine. <laughs> As he comes into the room, into the den, and tops my wine off. Hey, it sounds fair to me. Sounds mm-hmm. like he's trained well. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, uh, so, one other thing for me. I think, well, think we've got to start talking about cartoons. I know, right? We're already 23 minutes in. One thing real quick. One thing real quick. Because this was amazing this past week. I got in a sour gummy worm beer. Ugh. It was brewed with over 9,000 sour gummy worms. It tastes like fucking liquid gum, sour gummy worms, and it's amazing. It's one of the best beers I've ever had. Why would you do that? I don't, I don't quite understand why you would do that. Just eat gummy it, worms. It was just amazing. Like, I like sour candy, and it tastes just like the sour candy. They nailed the flavor. It's from Full Tilt Baltimore. They've already sold out, but they'll probably bring it back. They brought on a brewer from another that used to work at another brewery here where I live in Columbia, Maryland, and I was so happy to see them let him experiment again because he once made an IPA with Japanese squid ink in it, and it was awesome. Was it though? Japanese squid ink is not cheap, <laughs> but he's always done some interesting things when he's allowed to experiment, and it was awesome beer, including melting down lots of gummy worms, just shoved into the uh, brewing process. 9,000 plus. That sounds gross. I just had to mention it. It was amazing. All right. So we should talk about actual things that have to do with this podcast. Otaku. Yeah. Actual things to do with being about otaku. Uh, so let's just jump right in. Do you want to talk about some, some anime, some, some yes, manga? Mike and I have, well, I have a beef to pick with Mike for Uh-oh. what he rated the Ray Earth, the Magic Knight Ray Earth manga. So, Mike, please Uh-oh. enlighten me while you gave it a three out of five. Okay. So, this past last week when I was working at off shift, it was a little slow, so I grabbed the omnibus, which is, contains the first three volumes or all the volumes of Ray Earth One. Um, I've been meaning to read it for years, and finally, it was like, all right, let's start this, and it starts off great. I always love Clamp characters. I love the character design the world design, stuff like that. But right off the bat, the pacing is fucking terrible. There's, like, outside of the beginning sequence, there's, like, no travel time. It's like, hey, we're here at this next spot. All right, we finished this. We're here. And I'm like, how are you guys getting there already? There's none of, there's no downtime, and they're already saying within, like, 
a location or two. It's more like sisters. And I'm like, y'all fucking barely know each other. There's been no building of this relationship. I think maybe you're reading too fast. You're not not. actually taking it in. And have you seen the anime? Have you watched the anime? I own it. Okay. So you have, so I take it you have seen it. Uh, I've seen part, I've seen the beginning, but I never finished it back then. I'm not going to sit here and say I've watched the whole thing. But I'm not talking about the anime. I'm talking about the manga. I get it. Oh, I get it. It's not so once they get through a certain forest, like its pacing is okay. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, we're going to jump and jump and jump. And I'm just like, why can't y'all just build some of the relationships between the characters while they're traveling? But it's just jumping and you just assume that all of a sudden they're getting closer and closer. And it's just, it didn't sit right. Like, and... You meet so many characters that, oh, yeah, you're not going to see them again. It's okay. Like, don't worry about that, dude. He doesn't show up again, even though he became almost like a love interest slash crush. He's gone. Oh, he just went off on his own. You don't see him again. Um, it's just the relationship building bothered me and the pacing between locations was just like, boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, I, a few times I had to go back and be like, did I skip pages? Like, what the fuck just happened? Like, the manga is really bad at this. And... Like I said, it just kind of killed the friendship aspect and the relationship between the characters. There's a great twist in the manga, and I'm sure they animate too, but there's a great twist in the story towards the end, and I guess I can spoil something this old. Of right, where you might The one well. you think you're going to save uh, actually calls you there to save her love, not the world. That's <laughs> so weird. Um, but there's so much around it, and people try to say, Station, okay, Matt, um, Tried to say, oh, mecha bias. I was like, I never mentioned once in my review about mechas. Barely know they're there because in the manga, half the time they're just showing them flying through the sky and be like, oh, it's like we're in our mecha, but it doesn't feel like it. And I'm like, okay, you're not even really using them. You're using them, but we can't see it. Right. That's one thing I want. There's a lot of things where I feel like these three volumes of comics could have been six and drawn out so much better. Right. I'm sure they weren't given that leeway back then. But you can tell how rushed it was to get this story out. It makes me wonder how the original Magic Knight Rares was run. Like, was it a weekly manga? Was it a monthly manga? Because that honestly, that could honestly explain a lot of the pacing. So, like, you know, if you're if you're a weekly manga or a monthly manga, it could almost seem like, you know, waiting between each part, like that pacing isn't as quick reading you know, but it since as you an have, omnibus right right Oof. so reading it as an omnibus <laughs> could make it seem you know really convoluted but yeah. at the same time you know i always tell people when you read an omnibus or when you read something that you know is is hundreds of pages long sit there admire the art look at the I background do. art i love I, the I, art I, I know you probably do <laughs> but i'm just saying a lot of people probably don't but I do get what you said about the whole mecha concept of it uh, behind it. Um, in the anime, I feel that you do get to see, you know, Ray Earth and yeah. Wyndham. And I can't remember what Umi's, I can't remember what her mech was called, but you do get to see them a lot more in the anime than in the manga. You get to, they, they feel more part of the story in yeah. the anime. And I do, I do enjoy the anime probably a lot more than yeah. the manga and it's it's been many 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 years since i've watched the anime <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, my thing is like I like the characters themselves. I like their the way they were given personalities, not just the main three, but everybody around. Like I like some of the bosses they had to fight and how like they're like one of them's like this kid who just kind of was never given the respect, so he's f- fighting for this guy, and then they're like, "Well, you be friends with your monsters," and he's like, "Okay." Ascot? And stops fighting them, or the one who's like just a mercenary, and she's just like, yeah, this ain't worth it. But she was great, and I love the chibi aspects where they just randomly throw chibi in there all of a sudden. Even if like multiple characters are normal size, one or two will be chasing each other around in chibi mm-hmm. form. I love that part. But damn, I was like, y'all need to freaking just slow down a bit. Give me more. I want. I wanted to see the relationships between the characters properly grow. Not be like, oh, this one just got beat up, so now I'm going to fight you because she's like my sister. I'm like, but a day ago, you barely knew who she was. Right. Why, why are you just acting like that? I, it's That's what bothered me. I liked a lot of it. Like I said, the world design was great, but also the fact that it jumps between locations so fast. I was like, how small is this world that you're trying to save? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's like, now, like, this place is fucking tiny. <laughs> if you're jumping through location, location this fast. What are we saving? And... Another thing that bothered me about this because of that, as they're traveling, you don't see, like, other towns, villages, cities mm-hmm. at all. Who who are they protecting? Who are they trying to save? They're talking about saving this this woman who prays for everybody's safety, but you don't really meet anybody in mass. Right. You meet, like, a handful of characters, and that's it. I'm right. like, so it never made me feel like they were really fighting for this world outside of fighting for one person. Right. Even when they when they realize in the end they were, but throughout the story, you don't really feel the urgency to save this world because you don't meet that many. I get that. I can, yeah, I can see that. That's why I gave it a three. Oh. I enjoyed it, but there were so many glaring issues. So many glaring issues. I couldn't. So I actually said in my Goodreads review, normally I rate up my half stars, and I gave it a three and a half. I could not sit there and give this a four. That's why it went down to a three. Three and a half was solid and felt right for this manga, but I felt like if I rated it a four, I was giving it too much credit. Did you rate just, was it just the first Omnibus? Yeah, the first three. Okay. I haven't read Ray of Two. Gotcha. Okay. But I don't know if I will, because I was reading some people's thoughts on it, and they're like, yeah, like two-thirds of this Ray of Two could be skipped. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed it, but the first season was definitely, I think, the better. Yeah. I, I definitely think that. And I, honestly, like, I when I was, God, oh, my God, I was 14, 15 years old when I first started watching Magic Night Rare. And I basically watched the first entire season through, you know, illegal. Yeah. I didn't know it at the time, but it was illegal fan I mean, That's how I watched Fushigi Yugi. <laughs> Hell, yeah. I didn't Hell know back yeah. then. <laughs> Ooh, what what's happening right now? Like what? Did we just Yugi, did we just board a time machine? No, we did. Well, Fushigi Yugi was like the smallest video you could watch back then and still read the subs. Fushigi Yugi. Like now. Let's just say I don't know if you remember those days, Scott, but Fushigi Yugi used to dominate the anime. Like, I mean, before there was like an internet, internet like there well, for is the, now. Yeah, for the women of the fandom. Oh definitely. my god, absolutely. Fushigi Yugi was. <laughs> It. It was like our holy grail of anime. Y'all loved all those pretty boys. Oh, uh, hell yeah, I did. Hell yeah, I did. That's what I how feel like started. That, that basically was like, hey, just wait. In a decade or so, you're going to meet all these uh, 
very feminine K-pop boys that you're gonna love. Oh, Christ! <laughs> Don't, oh, I'm like, not wrong. I'm not wrong. It's like it was setting. It, you know, that was setting everyone up to just be obsessed with BTS, right? Pretty much. I mean, pretty much. Because the K-pop boy bands all wear makeup. Mm-hmm. They all look kind of feminine. So to wander in here via oh, neutral on. territory. Hold on, I had one more thing. I'm trying to. Remember. Damn it, Scott! You threw me off. It was about Ray Earth and all that, but I forgot. Never mind. If I can if I remember it, I'll just bring it back up random. Ruin what you're saying. Thanks, God. Well, I was I was just going to say to to come in here completely neutrally. Uh, you know, Magic Knight Ray Earth always seemed like one of those things that was like. I don't know, kind of a low-rent version of, uh, um, oh, see, look at this. My, my old-school anime knowledge is slowly being sucked away. I have no idea what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, what's that show called? Which is basically the same concept where you got giant knights that are mechs. Escaflow? Yeah, there you go. Oh, Magic Knight okay. Raid always felt like a, like a low-rent version of Escaflow. I hate Escaflow. Oh, I love Escaflow. Oh, oh so my bad. god, I love Escaflow. I hate the art so design. The character design is so awful. Oh, no, 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 yep. no, no. Not going to allow that. But was I was going to say... Was also Clamp? Was that also No, Escaflow no. is not Clamp. What Rayer did was change the way shoujo manga was looked at back then. And I will give it that credit. Did it? Yep. Because it had mechs? No, just because of the whole attitude towards it. It just changed the way... A lot of that was viewed then. Clamp did big things back then with that. Yeah, well, Clamp. Clamp, was, Clamp, yeah. Clamp was always good. Also, Hikaru is best character. Uh, well, I have no reference point for that. <laughs> Hikaru was like Umi's second, and that's about it. I have, I have no reference point for that. So, Shannon, you wanted to talk about... Oh, yeah, so we're going to go from happy shoujo fun time to fucking psycho, terrible, like, train wreck... Manwa time. So, so, who hurt you type anime? <laughs> Let me tell you. Okay, so, there was um, a Manwa that came out, I would say, um, I think it was manhua? like... Manhua? Manhua. 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 Man. Manhua. 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 That came out, I think, <laughs> I think it came out in 2016. It's <laughs> called Killing Stalking. And it, uh, over the past weekend, past couple of days... There's been a lot of talk about um, somebody had posted on Twitter that it was getting an anime adaptation. So I was kind of like, I looked at this and I was like, wait a minute, what? This, that's kind of crazy that this 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 manhua manhua would get an anime adaptation because uh, okay, I'm about to go into some spoiler territory, but it's kind of hard to talk about this this series without kind of spoiling it a little bit. So the whole story is about this kid, Yunbum, who, I don't say kid, but like adult Yunbum, who is kind of like stalking this other character, um, Sangwu, I think his name is. And he ends up, uh, Yunbum ends up breaking into Sangwu's house and Sangwu ends up, you know, being who Yunbum thinks, you know, completely opposite of what Yunbum thinks he is. So the Sangwoo character is, you know, when you first see him, he's handsome, he's popular, he's, you know, smart, he's physically attractive. And what ends up happening is he turns out to be like this psychotic serial killer who is just, 
It's, 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 it's a wild, wild ride. This series itself is extremely graphic, um, ex- sexually graphic. It has really heavy themes of abuse, both, both physical and mental abuse. Um, it's very gory at times and it's just, it's a really, really, really heavy story. So imagine my surprise when somebody said, Oh, this is getting an anime adaptation. So I definitely had to look this up. I had to try to figure out what the hell was going on because honestly, in my personal opinion, no professional anime company or animation company would touch the ship with a 10 foot pole. I mean, it's, it's that graphic and that, that disturbing. Um, and I read the whole damn thing and it, it, it really messed me up for a couple of days. So what I found about this, uh, this animated adaptation is it's actually being done by a person. <laughs> so it's basically like an independent studio, um, that got the blessing of the of killing stockings creator, um, to do kind of like a 3d animated series and Wait, it's 3d. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be, so it's not going to be, like I said, it's not going to be an anime. It's going to be a 3D animated series. Oof, I hate when they do 3D. Well, again, this is a fan-made thing. Oh, okay. And, you know, it's going to be hosted on its own site because, I mean, YouTube will not host it. Pornhub will not host it. I mean, it's that bad. Um, and I was looking at this person's Damn. FAQ um, cause I was curious, you know, about how they were going to go about doing, you know, animating the really explicit scenes and they seem to, they seem to have plans to do this, which I think, I don't know. I like, I don't know how I feel about it. So I can't sit here and say that it was good. It's more like a train wreck that you just kind of can't look away from. And like, yeah, I did sit there and I read the whole thing legally cause it's available to read illegally, but I paid to read it. I just want to throw that out there. Um, but yes. Yeah, so well, wait, well, hold on. what's the difference? So it's you said it's hosted on its own site, but it's there's a there's a paywall that you have to get through. Well, to- according to the person that's doing the fan made animation, they don't know yet if they're going to charge for this. It's going to be a lot of work, obviously. Um, but they their intention is not to profit off of the creator of Killing Stalking. Um, but they do have Kugi's or Kugi's permission um, to create this. Um, but I think what kind of disturbs me the most about this is that I saw a lot of hype from a lot of young people. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of thinking to myself, why are you reading this in the first place? Because <laughs> this, I mean, it is the most disturbing it thing. It sounds like... You're describing some of the hentai that came out like the early, the mid nineties. So well, they would license anything and you'd be like, Whoa, right. What the hell did and I you know just what? watch? You know what? Now that I think about it, it's kind of on par, like some of the disturbing aspects kind of like on par with a lot of what Bible black did. Um, Bible, yeah, but yeah, but Scott, believe it or not, some of the things I think in my personal opinion are worse. So, 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 why are you telling us about this? Well, I'm, I'm just uh, like, I, I, I wanted to talk about this number one, yeah. because there was a lot of, um, talk about it on it actually killing stalking was, um, on the trending on Twitter today. And a lot of people were saying it's getting an anime adaptation. It's not getting an anime adaptation. 
it's a fan-made 3D, you know, it's going to be series. It's going to be like a, like a, a couple of different episodes, yeah. you know, the series. Um, but it is not, you know, it's not going to be your Bones animation. It's not going to be your David Crow. So it's not going to be an anime adaptation that a lot of people kind of think it's going to be. Like, like I said, I don't think a professional animation studio would touch this thing with a 10-foot pole. That's how graphic it is. They would have to take out a considerable amount of content from the original story. But if you do that, you kind of lose pieces of the story. Um, but I also wanted to bring attention, since it's getting a lot of hype, you know, for people that are sensitive to this kind of content to really tread carefully into this story. Um, it's been out for a few years, but I've been seeing a lot of hype about it, you know, on social media, like people, you know, asking, should I read this? Is it worth it? And I kind of want to say, you know, it's, I don't want to say yes. And I don't want to say no. I just want people to be prepared for what they're going to read and what they're going to see. It's, it's good in a sense that the storytelling is excellent. I mean, it's so good. The storytelling itself, but the content is what is really disturbing. You know, so for people who are easily triggered by mental abuse, physical abuse, um, extreme acts of violence. I mean, Sung Woo straight up, like, miseries, you know, Yoon Bum, and he, like, breaks both of his ankles. <laughs> you know, like, have you guys seen that movie Misery with Kathy Bates? Yeah. I have not. Okay. Well, she breaks this dude's ankles, so he can't move. Sungwoo does that shit. It's wild. But anyway, I wanted to bring this up because, like I said, I just kind of want to warn people that I have read the whole damn thing. It's extremely disturbing and tread carefully with this. And that it is not getting an official adaptation. It's it's going to be a fan-made thing. So I'll leave it at that. Well, I hope uh, okay. Scott's anime is going to talk about his much lighter fare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So right before, I guess a couple weeks before uh, the world ended, I was uh, I was guested uh, I guested on the uh, old Taku radio podcast, which is hosted by uh, my friend of the show Inc. Oh, uh, as well as the, his co-host, whose name escapes me right now, which is that's a black mark against me. Yes, it is, but. Uh, hey, my man, I'm sure he's listening because he wanted us to bring this back, too. So, what's up, Hank? So, <laughs> my fellow so beer drinker. It's, it's an interesting, because I was thinking about, I, I mean, so, uh, the show is called Denu Coil, uh, which is, have either of you watched Denu Coil? Never. I have not. Okay. That makes sense, because Denu Coil came out in 2008, 2009 season. Uh, came out like right before streaming became a real thing, and it never got a physical release in the United States until uh, 2016. So there was a massive gap where this thing was just not available in in North America, and then it finally came out, and of course it, it, it looks like an old show. So didn't get didn't get much uh, traction over here. It looks like um, Ichi Joe on a budget. It. Kind of, except like it's it's more. I no, think I mean it's by more, like the character design, looks like Nietzsche on a budget. Yeah, I think it, but it's I think it's more. The characters are kind of more. They're definitely. Um, it's a more of a subdued style. Well, I'm not than talking Nichijou. about Joe. That I'm just talking about. The- mm. 
Um, and so Dale Coyle, it's, it is a show, it, it goes over these, um, this group of kids, uh, uh, one group which is kind of established in Tokyo as a uh, cyber detective agency, and then the new character who comes in, who moves moves from Kanazawa to Tokyo, and then gets gets kind of pulled into this world. And the entire show it circles around the idea that the network systems have become so advanced that uh, every every system is now kind of has an augmented reality aspect. And so the kids kids run around playing using their augmented reality glasses, and they kind of can see a world that is invisible to adults or to people who who aren't wearing these glasses. And what they what the their detective agency comes to to investigate is a situation in which uh, this cyber world opens opens a door. That steals people's souls, and it's a uh, it's a very good show. Uh, I mean, so you know, we we have a much longer discussion about it on Old Taku Radio. We kind of we kind of go over the good, the really good, and the really bad aspects of it. But it it, it kind of it's kind of been bugging me that you know we we talked about this show right before the shutdown happened, uh, and it's you know I can't I can't but help that like the show kind of as a as a way of predicting the future got it. Law, right? Because according to according to the show, you know, the technology would completely en- encapsulate us uh, as we go about our standard way of living. But what we now are facing is kind of a com- you know a complete opposite dystopian future where technology is now the only way that we are interacting in a in a uh, in a world where physical contact can can be deadly. Uh, and you know, I was thinking back on kind of the the ways the ways that they were using the technology and, and interacting with the real world, and it's it sounds like it made Google me, Glass before Glass. It is Google Glass before it was Google Glass. It's also like you know, in, I think the show started production like two thousand four, two thousand five. But even as it was released, it was still like first first year iPhone level of immersion before no. before that kind of technology was Dude. was everywhere. That was way before the first iPhone. I bought the first yeah, Android phone in 2000. No, the first iPhone was 2007. But I'm saying, so it was way yeah. before. Because I bought the first Android in 2009. Yeah, so, the G, so it was... The, the G1. Yeah, so the show was coming out in first-gen, second-gen iPhone world. So before before the iPhone had changed, and, and the Android cell phones had really changed what what a person who carries around technology with them everywhere yeah. means and does. So it was... It was yeah again. It's an interesting concept. What what people from the very recent past thought a world w- that is completely completely reliant on technology would look like. Of course, their world is a lot more interesting than the one that we we found ourselves in before before the uh, the quarantine. And it's Shocking. Just, it's, we're we're relying <laughs> on uh, microphones and webcams. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's definitely far more interesting than the quarantine world, but. Um, the 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 most interesting stories in this show it kind of it kind of treats the technology not um, you know the, the science fiction in the show it's less uh, it's less science fiction stories and it's much closer to yokai. So for example, you know there was uh, 
you know, so each like area is is an e space that is like maintained and has to be updated. And then when, like if a building gets condemned, then there's no no one walking around there with their uh, with their glasses, so that the the network doesn't get updates about that e space anymore. So abandoned buildings and abandoned parks they te- they start to get like bugs. And viruses, that's, that's where they're born. So there's, there's an episode where the, these kids go to, to a, an old, like, baseball field that's now being, like, re, rebuilt. And in there, uh, lives a, 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 a dinosaur that's just a, that's just a collection of, of cyber bugs. And, you know, in one episode, there's a, there's a computer virus that, uh, it, it makes all the kids grow what appears to be beards. But actually, the beards are, you know, they're completely, they're only visible when you're wearing your, your glasses, right? And they so don't like do the anything. Evil version of- no, they're not the evil version of the kids. <laughs> so it's, it's these very, it's these very like subtle ways that these, these viruses, which are just kind of like creeping into, into the world, are manipulating what is, what is essentially the the layer that we're we're projecting onto the world but the stakes that the show gives to it like it never it never says like okay these are well they're so towards the end of the show like things get things get real to the point where yeah it's, there's life or death stakes but the you know the episode where they grow hair it's not like it's treated as like a terrible thing in the context of these are 13 year old kids who are way too obsessed with their glasses. It's not treated as like, this is the end of the world or I'm going to die because my, my, uh, my avatar was infected with this virus. So it's, it's, it's a very interesting and unique perspective on, on that, on that kind of like what, what the present is now. And uh, it's definitely a better. I feel is like it, it's, it, it, is it streaming? I think it's streaming on. Yeah, because I have it never was picked heard up of by this Sentai before. Filmworks. I was about to say, is it sounds like a Sentai show, not a Funimation show. Because Sentai finally picked up Sentokai Yaki and Nomo, and it took them fucking years to pick that up. And this is even yeah, so earlier. It is on High Dive. Okay. Uh, but it is so yeah so it is very very much accessible is it like you could also episode length? yeah okay 26 episodes I just asked because I know some are like hey we to put out like three to five minute episodes so. it's a little bit a little bit I mean uh, you know it's if it, it definitely feels like it's it's from a time when there was more people want made longer series because uh definitely could have been 13 episodes but it's 20 it's 26 okay. um like you know, I like all the characters. I like how they interact. There's a little bit of little bit of bullshit at the end. Uh, for for a much more detailed review, you can listen to that old talk. But again, I've been thinking about it recently, just because um, yeah, the the more we rely on technology, the 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 more like obscured the real world gets. And I think that this show really really plays up that fact that the technology is neither good nor bad. Uh, but it is, it is, it is omnipresent and needs to be integrated in our lot into our lives in a responsible manner. Otherwise, it's can end up doing uh, harm when when you're intending to do good. Well, let me and just add that to my to watch list, which is yeah. <laughs> thousands of things long. <laughs> Is Seto yeah. Kai Yaku and Dobo on that? I, I, you know, it sounds familiar, but. First off, I have to get through 
Avatar The Last Airbender, which I've never seen, but I just started been, uh, binge watching. But I will talk American about that. Cartoons, Bitch, it is anime. No. It, no, I, I, de- no, I have I have declared it so. You are like one of those Ruby people. No, nope. like Ruby's anime. Nope. No, nope. anime. Guess what? It is it's anime. anime. Sorry. We will. We can't. We do not have enough time left to right. address that right. we'll dis- massive. Right. We will discuss it at some other point <laughs> when I am. It is not anime. But uh, to just to finish up, I think it's it's it is refreshing to watch like a science fiction uh, uh, story that presents technology in that neutral light because um, plenty of science fiction, modern and and classic, it's kind of it's either utopian or dystopian. But this is basic. It's basically a, a cautionary tale of what could actually, you know, what, what is a, a plausible reality. You don't well, see a lot of it. In the- that's yeah. funny that you say that because when I Googled it, one of the first things that it said was kind of similar was serial experiments lane, which I thought Seriously? was... <laughs> experiments lane is certainly a dystopian right, view of technology. Right, exactly, exactly. So I was kind of curious, you know, where it kind of... Where it but kind I, of but yeah, no, so serial experiments lane and Deno coil are... It's similar kind of in tone because they both deal with reality and the cyber world becoming intertwined to the point where some people can no longer tell the difference. And in that way, they're very much the same. But, you know, uh, Serial Experiments Lane uh, very much leans. (laughs) Why do you feel attacked? There's a difference. Yeah, uh uh-oh. We we do not have enough. We definitely don't have enough time to be Mike's psychiatrist in this episode. But uh, yeah, no serial experiments thing definitely pivots really hard in the direction that uh, this is a bad thing that should be avoided at all uh, costs, yeah, okay. or it will uh, steal your soul. Right. And, and you. <laughs> but it has a good soundtrack. So lucky. Oh, it's got such a good soundtrack. <laughs> serial experiments like, is still uh, a pretty good show. It doesn't even feel that dated, other than the fact that they like use uh, CRT monitors and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I believe that, like, I believe that serial experiments link can still happen in, in, well, actually, it does happen in modern, modern day, modern time. Right? Yeah. Yeah, but you know, dad buys, dad, you know, it's, it's, it's that old classic, classic story. Dad buys daughter computer, uh, computer, daughter becomes <laughs> obsessed with the internet, uh, daughter becomes, uh, the internet's, uh, god. Yeah, daughter it's, becomes it's old, internet. <laughs> daughter becomes, become internet. It's a classic story. Uh, yeah, no. So I definitely recommend it uh, for for again. It's been uh, it's been a while since I watched it, so my more thorough review is over at Old Talk Talk Radio. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm gonna you know I have to admit that uh, while we we are <laughs> restarting our anime podcast, I have not been watching as much anime as I should be. In these, uh, well, in I quarantine. This past couple weeks. Shame, shame, shame. Shame, shame. Hey. Shannon's gonna, ca- Shannon's gonna carry this show. Well, that's why she's here. After the Security Plus test, I was about to start this 700 plus book called, uh, I don't remember. It was the third book of the Mistborn series by Brandon Sanderson. And I was like, I started trying to read the first page. And I was like, my brain's like, yo, dude, you ain't taking in any of this. <laughs> I was like, all right, go put this back on my to be red pile and just stick to like some light novel manga stuff <laughs> because I was like, I can't focus. So yeah. hopefully you get back into some anime because I know we wanted to talk Toilet Bound Hanako. Yes, I know. I still have to watch that. Same. Just, uh, I'll be able to do it by so the next busy. show. 
I'll okay. definitely be able to do it. I, yeah, I, I promise I will be able to do that by the next uh, the next one as well. So I promise, I promise. <laughs> Scott needs two as well then. What am I, what am I doing? Toilet bound Hanukkah. Funimation. Is this, a, is this homework that you're giving me? Yes, yes, it's homework. So I think that's that's a good goal. Let us all for the next episode as we really get back in the swing of things. Because I don't know about you, well, Mike. I feel rusty, like real bad. Yeah, but, we need to do this for the next episode because we got to decide what's going to happen for episode 200. Oh wow! We got well. We have to invite all of our old friends back on the show. We have Tonight? to invite. The, <laughs> oh, you know what? Okay, wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me, let me talk about this guy. No, 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 no. Let's not talk about. Let's not do. Let's not do. Let's not bring up ghosts. No, no, no. We're not bringing no, up ghosts. It's not mean. It's not mean. It's funny. Every time I meet him, he always tells me. It's nice to meet you. Well, that's very polite. That's but a very polite year, thing to do. For like five years straight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's okay. Some people have face blindness. <laughs> I have name blindness, not face blindness. I'll remember your face. God forbid I remember your damn name. <laughs> anyway. All right. Y'all need to talk about your bitty pigeon game. Okay. Oh, Let's get boy, into it. Wait, wait. Do we have time? Do we have time? Kind of, kind I don't of see not. have time for one of them, either Final Fantasy VII or Animal Crossing. I'm down with y'all just doing Final Fantasy VII, because Animal Crossing... Well, but Shannon hasn't out. finished it yet. No, 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 no I'm not going to finish it. I, that's the thing. You're I'm not, not gonna finish it? That's why no. she wants to talk about it, and I'm like, y'all so, can talk about it. I haven't played it, so go I might, for it. Because I'm not... Okay. I might step on some toes. I'm going to be really quick about this. I was actually really disappointed with the Final Fantasy VII remake, to the point where I got so bored with it, it's literally the same scenes over and over and over again. And I and, and I get it. You know, they want to spread it out so that it's a couple of games and everything happens, you know, in the first game in Micker. But I got so bored with it that I just decided to spoil the ending for myself and I just watched what happened. Um, so I, I stopped at the point where the plate fell. And after that, I didn't, I didn't finish it because I was just so bored with it. I couldn't, I couldn't motivate myself enough to continue the game. And it's unfortunate because I really, really, really loved the original game. But I just, I just couldn't, I don't know. And then after seeing everything that happened with the ending, I'm not sure I'm really looking forward to the next installment. Well, what, well, what was it about at the board you? Was it just the fact that it was the different pacing of a story you've already, you already knew or? I think that had a lot to do with it. I think a lot. I think it had a lot to do with the fact that I didn't really have any interest in, you know, whenever you would go to different sections of Nicker, um, you would have all these extra quests that you have to do. For example, when, you know, you are with, when you're you know, when you're Cloud and you're with Aerie, Aries, Aerie, whatever you want to call her, um, she's, she's, you know, you're trying to figure out, like, the dress that she needs to take to the dude's place to get in to rescue Tifa. You have to do all these different extra quests to get, like, you know, the best dress or the best scenario. I just wasn't into that. Like, I just, I didn't want to do all that. And I know that's probably what made it fun for a lot of other people, but that just didn't make it fun for me. So I just did the basic, whatever I had to do. Of course, I ended up getting the crappy dress <laughs> and the crappy scenario. Um, 
I just, I don't know. I just didn't want to do all those extra things inside of Maker. I just wanted to get in the Maker, do what you need to do, get out, go explore the world. Like the original one, you know? I guess that's, and I knew going into it that that, that's not what was going to happen, but I don't know. I just, I got so bored with it because it was like the same visuals over and over again. And going through that underground passage, um, trying to get from, I can't remember what sector to sector, but it, it was just, I, I lost the trust and I just, I don't want to finish it. Uh, well, I, can, I'm, I definitely, you know, I, I'm not going to fault you for that. I mean, uh, I'm not quite prepared to talk at length about Final Fantasy Seven Remake because I'm, uh, even though I beat it a month ago, I really need to sit down and kind of even at least, at least do an outline of what I want to talk about with it. But I, I will say that you're, you're, you're not wrong about the side quests. Uh, they are, some of them are, are very good, but some of them are pretty tedious. Mm. And, uh, so I'm, I definitely don't blame you for being turned off by that. And you're not wrong with the uh, backtrack, but in a, you know, that's, so that's, that's kind of the problem. Uh, a couple of years ago, Square came out and just basically point blank said, like, listen, we literally cannot do a Final Fantasy VII remake. It just would not be economically possible. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why they're doing the they're doing it the way they are. Where, okay, if we're doing the Final Fantasy VII remake, we're going to build Midgar in as much detail as possible, but then we actually have to live in Midgar for an entire game. Otherwise, the artists and the renderings and, and all of the things that we need to actually make this game look good are going to be wasted. And the game, the game looks absolutely fantastic. All of the areas are completely immersive. I thought the areas were very unique and different. Like, there's definitely a big difference between, uh, you know, the, the Sector 7 slums and Aerith's house and Wall Market. Like, those those areas still have their unique flavors in their, in that they did in the original game. Uh, and I think even more so because now, instead of having, you know, your top-down pre-rendered backgrounds, is you are living in the world, everyone has voice actors. So it's it's... It's definitely worth that technological investment, but if, if they put, they would have to put all, you know, to make it that immersive, they would have to put all that money that they put into a 35 and a half hour game into the first six hours of the Final Fantasy remake, and it just, you couldn't sell that for $60. So I, I definitely, I, that's, that's, I think, the, the thinking be, behind what they, why they did what they did. And, you know, back tra- like the backtracking and all that. Like those are those I think are becoming more and more common in modern games for a lot of those reasons. That the that just the areas are so expensive to build that they have to use them over and over again. Right. And I think it's uh, uh, like I think that like it's that's what the the Metroidvania genre has become more popular recently. Like take um, another game that I'm sure I'll, I'll get talking about as I don't watch anime, which is the um, uh, the Jedi Fallen Order, which is a modern Metroidvania in uh, using the Unreal Engine, just like Final Fantasy VII is a modern JRPG using the Unreal Engine. Uh, kind of the same deal. I mean, they, they made it a Metroidvania, so you have to revisit the areas that you visited before, except with new abilities, so you could traverse to new areas because it's super expensive to redesign new areas in the fidelity that we're now used to. So 
you know, graphics are, uh, you know, they, they, they are, they are painful, right? They're just the, you know, we're into the 4k gaming era. It's, right. it's going to be super expensive and we're going to see companies start to drop off like we did when the HD gaming era first became popular. People just couldn't economically make it work. And I totally get um, that. I, 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 yeah. you know, being in my background, you know, I, I totally, totally get that. Um, but it's also it's also a Japanese game. It's right, also a Japanese right. game. Yeah, so sometimes right. things are slower and things are more methodical and things are kind of more drawn seven. out. Yes, we are. I thought yeah. you just said Jedi Fallen. Well, I did. I was I was playing Devil's Advocate. Oh. Now I can't say you know for people that are new to the series. I mean, back when I was in middle school, I remember taking a couple of days <laughs> off. Was it ninety <laughs> seven? Yeah. You know, I remember taking a couple of days off and just playing this game just nonstop. I mean, just it was nonstop that I was playing this game. So maybe I just kind of went into it with a certain mindset. But maybe people that are new to Final Fantasy VII, they might find it different. But I think, I don't know, I just felt very underwhelmed. Yeah, so here's what I'll here's what I'm going to commit to is that next week we're going to talk about uh, Mike's or next record whatever that will be. We're going to talk about Mike's toilet show, and I will do a complete. Shannon offered that show up last week. I, I want to see oh. toilet bound Hanukkah. And I will do uh, we'll do a complete like spoil like spoiler everything breakdown of what you know Final Fantasy VII remake because you I mean you saw the ending you know you know I do how it ends, I do right? I do I have spoiled um, the shit out of myself with that one yeah and we'll talk about it next week but I think like the ending makes me more excited it sounds like it does it makes you less excited it does it makes me less excited but that's okay yeah. you know that's yeah. that's just that's just me that's my opinion and I know other people are really excited about it and that's great and, you know I'll, but, I say that I'm not going to play the next installment, but I have no doubt that I probably will. I mean, because yeah, I mean, if Vincent comes on, you know, I'm going to fucking play the shit. The thing I have to say, right, in, in, if we abstract it from being the Final Fantasy VII remake, it is the best modern JRPG that Square has. Right. Like, I will, I will it is, 100% it plays much better. Yeah, plays much better than fifteen. It, the story. I mean, the, the sto- like the story with all the additions, and like you can say, it's much slower than the original. The the, the story and the character development kicks the shit out of fifteen, which well, was fifteen a was like high- here's a bunch of male playable characters, and I was like, I'm out. I want to do that shit. Yeah, yeah, we know what you don't. Okay, just because you didn't like the Choco Bros doesn't mean people Choco didn't Bros. like the Choco Bros. <laughs> I like the Choco Bros. I like just fine, but they what? were not well developed individual Choco characters. <laughs> where, where thirty five thirty five hours we live with Aerith, we live with Barrett, we live with Cloud. They are unique individual characters. You live with and every every hours, single though, every <laughs> <laughs> shit, I live with her. For I, hours I would live with her. Every single every single character in Final Fantasy VII remake gets their own hero moment. Everyone gets their own despair moment. Everyone gets to go through all of these things, and and that's that is where the game is is truly a step up for Square Enix in terms of storytelling. Is that they tell a cohesive story from beginning to end, even though it's a to be continued, it is an end, and that the characters are enjoyable. 
full fleshed out people who all get their own character arcs and who I want to spend more time. With. I will. I will that, say that's that. the achievement. Yes. yes, I I absolutely out of all honestly out of all the characters. I love the dynamic of Jesse, Biggs, and Wedge. I yeah. love the fact that they've they got so much more backstory, that their personalities really shown through. I really, really enjoyed that part of and, the story. And, not only, and again, characters who got maybe 15 minutes of screen time, 30 minutes of screen time in the original, they get their fully fleshed characters. Mm-hmm. They Each one of them gets their hero moment, and each one of them gets their... Their despair moment, and and, and it, you get to you get to feel that they are fully realized people, and not just you know means of pushing just the narrative. Blocks forward. on the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's re- it re- like with a cast as big as this, it really is um, an achievement. And I'll, I'll say one more thing. Again, we'll we'll talk spoilers next time. We'll put it at the very end, so I can think about it and, and write up an outline, and then we'll we'll do spoilers at the end of the next episode, so we can really get into it. But um, there, you know, there's very subtle character things that even I didn't notice uh, in the game. So, for example, um, the Turks, Reno, and Rude. There's a, mo- you know, the the original game had this kind of reoccurring joke that Rude had a huge crush on Tifa, Tifa right? right? And so there's a moment in Final Fantasy Remake when the the main characters are climbing up the pillar to try to stop it from falling. Yes, I and noticed this one. Yeah, yeah, I did not. Reno goes. I thought Rude was just being like that. He was. He knew that what they were doing was monstrous in terms of you know, you know the dropping the pillar. But so Reno goes to try to machine gun Tifa to death, and Rude hits the hits the uh, the tilt control mm-hmm. helicopter saving her life. And again, it's like, that's such a small character moment that in the original game, they would have hit you over the fucking head with. Right. In Final Fantasy XV, they would have hit you over the head with. In this one, it's a small, beautiful character Oh, moment. I noticed that. I noticed it. Yeah. Even though I love the hell out of Reno. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so... That's that's my promise for next time. We'll talk about okay. uh, toilet toilet Mike's song. toilet Mike's <laughs> toilet episode, and we will we will do a spoiler spoiler ending for Final Fantasy VII, and I will I'll try to watch something. Shannon offered up it last time. I'll try to watch something modern too, so I can actually talk about an anime that came out. And in the last and time. I want to talk about because I'm probably going to finish it Avatar: The Last Airbender since I never you watched the original. About- that's right. You can talk about a- a- Avatar: The As- Last Airbender as soon as we start a-, a-, a podcast about American cartoons. Anyway, I am Scott Spaziani from Otaku oh. in review. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are we not going find... to go plugs? That's what I'm doing now. <laughs> That's what I'm doing now. That's what I'm doing now. What do you think that's doing? Don't you know the the, the way this show works? No. <sighs> well, that's oh, I'm a brat. I can't help it. See, don't oh, you see my uh, crown? Nobody can see your crown because it's a podcast. It's a speaking podcast. I'm talking about the YouTube. Damn it. I'm Scott Spaziani from Otaku Interview. You can find me at otakuinterview.com. You can find me at Scott Spaziani on Twitter. Gundam Pilot Spaz on Twitch, where I'm spending way too much time playing the Final Fantasy IV Randomizer. That'll also be an episode down the line. Talking about the Final Fantasy IV Randomizer, because boy, have I put 100 hours in that in the last couple months. Loser. Uh... Shannon, hi. Once again, congratulations on it was nine hundred. Oh, nine hundred, a little over nine hundred subs. Congratulations. Thank Where you. can people find your webcomic and the rest of your stuff? People can find my webcomic on Webtoon with Tapas. My webcomic is Lucifer's Ace. 
You can find me on Twitter at Perfect Serenade. The last E in Serenade is actually a three. And you can find me on, I guess now, again, TikTok at Joe Shannon, Joe Star. If you do not like Shannon stuff on TikTok, please, you can bully her and she will very <laughs> easily run again. away. <laughs> yeah. If you don't like Shannon stuff on TikTok, you can suck my balls. Okay. Well, there we go. We just passed the Nitro moment. Where the show loses its dignity. G Nitro, where can, pe- where can people find you? Uh, uh, you can always find our- me at my website, g-nitro.com, which, by the way, my next K-pop you may have missed will be up before the next show we record. Um, I'm going to give a sneak peek because I haven't told people who it is, but I will say it for the listeners of the show. It is going to be the old-school K-pop girl group, Finkel. Because I spent a lot of time at work on Memorial Day, going through their back catalog and getting stuff together. Um, and I still haven't gotten to the solo stuff. I just got their group stuff done. Oh, my God. It's such. It's going to be a large post. Uh, but you can also find me on any social media slash G-Nitro, G-N-I-T-R-O. So Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok. Is TikTok G-Nitro or G-Nitro? Let's see. Uh, G-Nitro, so no dash in there. I'm sure a Google search will get them to either one. Um, but yeah, so don't forget to check out my site where every week I post my, uh, weekly K-pop music videos you may have missed. I'm doing a much more focused post every week where it used to get up to 50 or 60 videos a week where I just grab everything and throw them in there. And now I actually... I like what I'm doing now where I'm actually going through and listening to everything fully and actually recommending stuff I think people should actually do. Okay, nice. Uh, so that once again, this has been Otaku Review, and we will see you soon. Bye. Deuces.